Hello, hello. My name is Jacqueline Twilley. I'm your host of Power Banking, the podcast for women who work in male-dominated industries. How's it going, Power Banking fam? I'm so excited to share with you some of my notes from the trip that I took to Australia on last week. So guess what? I'm delayed in bringing you the podcast. I have been searching all over for my notes. I got a brand new notebook before I went on this trip and I said I was going to fill it up with notes and y'all, I was very intentional about taking notes throughout. Well, guess what? I cannot find that notebook and I think I left it on the plane. So that's been the delay in me bringing you these extra episodes. The good thing is, while I tried to be disconnected from electronics as much as possible, I did take a good bit of notes electronically and then I took some time to reflect And in those moments of reflection, a lot of the gems that I learned and that I picked up, I remember writing those things down. So I was able to write those things again based on memory. And it was a great exercise and just being intentional about reflecting and actually soaking in the information. I attend a lot of conferences. I always hear amazing things. And sometimes what I do is I will take action right away. Like, boom, got it. Other times I'll say, I'll get back to that. I'll get back to that. And I never get back to it. So I guess there is a blessing in disguise of me losing this notebook on the plane. I have emailed the airline Virgin Australia. They're a great airline. I absolutely loved the flying experience with them. So hopefully my notebook can be recovered, but it is just a notebook. So it may have got tossed in the trash. Let's hop into it, y'all. There are five themes that I want to share with you all today, and I'll unpack each, but let me give you the overall. And again, these are lessons learned from my trip to Australia. I'm still going to bring you more of the failure time session. So the failure time session that I led there for leaders, I actually have all of those notes electronically. So don't worry, I'll bring you more of those lessons. This is just a recap, okay, of the overall experience. The first thing is being present. The second, empathy. The third, the importance of the people you surround yourself with. Four, learning to connect to the past. And number five, deeper engagement. So let me unpack these five lessons or five gems that I learned that I was able to recover from a moment of reflection going through my notes and I encourage you as you're going through this episode, if you have any questions, you want to know more about a certain experience that I share, hop into the Power Banking Facebook group. I'll do a Facebook Live within that group in a couple of days just to answer any questions that you all may have based on what I'm sharing in today's episode. A lot of times when we say the word be present, It's hard to really understand what it is to be present because obviously if you're somewhere, you are present. We teased one of my friends who's on the trip. She would, we would reflect on the day and she would say, wait, what happened? What is that? And so it became a running joke. Are you really here? Are you really present? And of course, she was totally present, very much engaged in the day. It was just a joke, but it goes to underscore what we mean by being present. 
And I think that a lot of us, especially as leaders, we have different definitions of what the word present is because we want to give ourselves an excuse of not being fully engaged in the moment because we are the quote unquote leader. As the person in charge, we want to give ourselves leeway to not be fully in the moment thinking about what the other people are saying. We want to set the direction, set the tone, show our bravado, and then exit. Well, y'all, people can pick up on that. We just talked about executive presence in a series that just wrapped up on the podcast. And with that, being engaged, you have to really understand how to look people in the eye, to hear what they're saying, to show in your body language, as well as in your words that you are with them. And so disconnecting isn't just about pulling away from electronics. It's disconnecting from all of the rambling thoughts that are playing in your head that prevent you from being in the moment fully engaged in the conversation so one of my favorite scenes from the show blackish is when the daughter the oldest daughter zoe goes to the mom rainbow and rainbow's been wanting her teenage daughter to have this bonding moment and the teenage daughter is just like nah mom i'm not having it but one day zoe goes to her mom And the mom is so excited that she's finally going to hear her teenage daughter's troubles in school. So as Zoe starts to explain what's going on in school and the issues with the friends, the mom, Rainbow, is so ecstatic. She's saying, yes, this is our moment. We're bonding. Oh my God, my daughter is finally opening up to me. This is our chance. This is is it. This is it. I've been waiting for this moment. And then her daughter says well, mom, what should I do? And in that instant, she realized she had missed it. She had totally missed this moment that she was just screaming about because she was so excited. And there's definitely times for us in leadership to be excited. But as someone is talking, try not to get caught up in, oh, finally, this person is speaking up. I've been pushing them. I've been wanting them to take the lead. I want them to take more responsibility. Or on the flip side, you might be saying, oh my goodness, again, we've already been through this. How many times do we have to go through this? Disconnect from those emotions, those thoughts that might be rambling and preventing you from pushing ahead and adding significant value as a leader by just being present. Sometimes just your presence is powerful enough in that room and your eye contact and your body language to show that you are on board, that you believe in your team and that you are there to support them. All right, that's number one, being present and understanding the challenges of disconnecting. So as an exercise, think about the next time you're in a conversation, how can you become more present and eliminate any distractions that keep you disconnected? Number two, and this was a big one for me. This is something that I saw throughout. Empathy is so important. And I think that we downplay this one more than what we should. Just being able to relate to another person on a person-to-person level, no strings attached, nothing else, just off of general principle of we are two beings and I respect the space that you're in and I'm going to have empathy for whatever the situation is. So with that, if you follow me on social media, you know I traveled with a sprained 
ankle. And it was very, very difficult in the middle of the trip just getting around because my ankle had swollen to such a large point. But there were so many strangers, people who were so kind, who reached out and said, do you need my arm? Can I help you down? Uh, Can I get a wheelchair for you? Can I get a crutch for you? Just the most amazing acts of kindness and tapping into humanity and people's empathy was just something that I was so heightened and alert to during this point and it made me aware of other people's behavior who probably don't express empathy or don't realize how they're not expressing empathy to other people who are in need. For me, my radar is turned on so now I'm going to be more aware to be empathetic in situations that call for it. Number three, the importance of surrounding yourself with people who lift you higher. So that's an adaptation of Oprah's quote. And I wholeheartedly believe you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Out of all of the Jim Rohn quotes that I love, that one is on top of the list. You are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. So, While I'm in this leadership experience, going through this leadership journey in Australia, and I'm having my own personal issue with a sprained ankle and trying to, you know, move around and do all of the things that I need to do, as well as the things that I wanted to do, I realized how the attitude of people will shift based on who they're around. So in a natural state, as a leader, you may be inclined to be more positive in a situation. However, if you're surrounded by a group of people who don't think as positively, it is so easy to get sucked into that vortex of pointing out all of the things that are wrong and all of the problems that are surrounding. So While you may not be able to necessarily choose who you work with, who you're on a team with, and for many leaders, you don't select your team members right out of the gate. You might have an opportunity to shape that at some point, but oftentimes you're given a team of people that you didn't select. So how do you navigate the terrain of working with people and around people who don't share the same attitude and values? As a leader, it is our role to reflect the values that our organization has stated. And so sometimes that can just be as simple as saying, hey, at the start of every meeting, we're just gonna go over our values. And throughout a meeting or throughout our work day or work week, when you see someone living out our company values, call it out in a very positive way and make it a rewarding system where people get caught doing good and they are rewarded for that. So it's a values call out. You might want to name it something fun, something that's, you know, within the culture of your organization, but instilling those values so that if you are around a group of people who don't live out the values today by calling it out in a very gentle and kind way and in a very fun incentive type of way, going over those things constantly will be able to shift its high because it's going to be on the top of people's consciousness. Now, the fourth thing is learning to connect to the past. 
as I was in Australia, one of the big things that I learned was how many people, especially the indigenous people, how they connect to their past, their heritage. They're very committed to learning about their heritage and keeping certain traditions sacred. So one of the things that stood out to me as I was in Wollongong, which is in New South Wales, on the coastline of Australia, I noticed that a lot of people weren't wearing shoes. And it just was something that just kind of stood out to me because I'm not used to seeing that uh, in Texas. So I finally had an opportunity to learn why. So many of the people who are indigenous, because of their respect for the land that they live on, they take their shoes off out of a sign of respect. And I thought, wow, that is so powerful to have that level of, of respect. As I go throughout my day in the U.S., I probably I probably go years without just thinking about the land and uh, how important it is, the heritage of it. So that was a very eye-opening experience for me to be put the lens on of someone else, of how they view something. And it really challenges me. Can I be looking at things differently? And how many things do I absolutely take for granted in leadership as well as in life? Because these people don't take the ground that they walk on for granted. And I thought, wow, this is such a beautiful lesson that I can learn. But in that, they have also learned the struggles of people in the past and how people have overcome those struggles. And because of that, that deep connection to the past and how connected they are to it, it brings us to our fifth part of today's podcast, which is a deeper engagement to solve big problems. So one of the things that I learned is I heard stories of elders from various tribes and indigenous communities throughout Australia. I learned how to solve big problems through the lens of reaching back and looking at the past. As we study some of the great people in leadership, and this is one of the things I did many years ago when I was in my MBA program, we reflected on a lot of the people in the U.S. auto industry, how they were groundbreaking. So for some context, I went to graduate school at a private university in Ohio, but it was south of Detroit. So a lot of the professors in that program, they are former GM Ford uh, Chrysler, you know, the the traditional American automakers. So they had a lot of wisdom to share. And one of my favorite leaders to reflect upon is Lee Iacocca. And I'll probably bring you all a few episodes on him later this year. I want to dedicate the rest of this month to Women's History Month. But that was a side note, y'all. Back on track. The deeper engagement one of the ways that we have solved problems traditionally in the U.S. is by looking to the past, by looking at different opportunities and figuring out how other people have overcome challenges. And that is probably the biggest hands-down lesson I learned while I was in Australia, learning about the culture and learning about the people there. It's how they, the deep learning, the commitment to the past, connecting to it, helps them to be able to say, here's a problem. I'm not going to accept status quo. I'm not going to accept the ocean is rising. I'm not going to accept global warming. I'm not going to accept education inequality. I can make a difference. And the boldness of so many people who absolutely are committed to changing the world that very much inspired me. Those are the type of leaders that I love to be around because they stretch me and push me out of my comfort zone and they force me to think bigger as well. 
it left me with a it can be done attitude uh, in terms of how I am committed to closing the gender wage gap and pushing more people into leadership roles and my position as president at Zero Gap. So those are a couple of things I just wanted to share with you all. Some of the highlights from the trip. I guarantee y'all my notebook notes were like a ton better, but this was equally as good. Just to recap the five things we talked about. Be present. Have empathy. Surround yourself with people who push you to be the best version of yourself. Learn about the past and connect to it and find a way to have deeper engagements so that you can solve the most challenging problems. This was a little bit longer than our normal episode, but thanks for rocking with me through it all. Like I said, if you have any questions at all, hop into the Power Banking Facebook group because I'll do a live later this week and answer your questions about the trip. I've also posted some photos from the trip inside of the Power Banking Facebook group. So I have a favor to ask you all before we wrap up. If you have not left a rating and a review so five stars and a comment in apple about this podcast i would greatly appreciate if you could take a minute or two head over and do that for me and share the podcast with someone you know until next time continue to emulate excellence and eliminate excuses